0: The following podcast is brought to you by the Creative Arts Curriculum Team from Curriculum Secondary Learners, Educational Standards Directorate of the New South Wales Department of Education. As we commence this podcast today, let us acknowledge the traditional custodians of all the lands on which this podcast will be played, for they have performed age-old ceremonies of storytelling, music, dance and renewal, and along with all Aboriginal people, hold the memories, the traditions, the culture, and the hopes of Aboriginal Australia. Let us also acknowledge this living culture and its unique role in the life of Australia today. Let us acknowledge with honour and respect our elders past, present, and future, especially those Aboriginal people in our presence today who have, and still do, guide us with their wisdom.
1: series. My name is Alex Manton and I'm a Creative Arts Curriculum Officer for the New South Wales Department of Education. The area of discussion today is where to from here music pathways after the HSC. Today we will be investigating some tertiary music options for students who wish to continue studying music after high school. Our first guest today is musician and educator, Michael Rohanek. Michael is a BMUS Education graduate from the Sydney Conservatory of Music. He works as a professional musician playing piano for artists Australia wide, including Tom McKenney and Nancy Hayes. He is currently the Head of Music at Ultimo tape which is based in Sydney, and supervises 40 staff and 900 students across four qualifications. Welcome, Michael.
2: Hi, Alex. Hello. Hi. How are you going?
1: Good, thanks.
2: Good, good to see you. Good to
1: see you too. Can you tell us a little bit about music at TAFE Ultimo and I guess the type of learning your institution caters for? Like, is it academic, hands on, industry focused? Yeah, tell us about TAFE.
2: Okay. So, the the first thing you have to know about TAFE is that we are mandated to be industry focused. So, everything we do is the result of quite a lot of consultation with industry. All the courses that we teach have been um, created by educators and industry hand in hand. So there's no such thing as a music teacher who delivers a course that's been just developed by a music teacher. Everything has got a, a, a great slice of industry put into it. The second thing you have to know about TAFE is that all TAFE teachers have to be industry current. They can't just be teachers of music who have done it a long time ago. They have to show currency and ongoing currency. So for me, you mentioned just a second ago that I play piano, that's part of my currency profile. And I have to enter that into quite a substantial system that we have at TAFE. So all staff have that kind of thing, whether it be they operate lights or they, they install PA systems or they teach piano or they play in gigs or working as a journalist whatever it is they happen to do in the industry, that's part of their currency. And they bring that currency to TAFE and teach with that currency courses that have industry in mind. So, yeah, the first point is that our courses are all at industry level. Being TAFE as well, we are, we're not like, okay, so you mentioned I went to the conservatorium and I got my fair share of academia yeah. and it, I was so happy with my four years of that. I didn't study anymore. But we have at TAFE very much a hands-on approach and most of our students that study at TAFE in our vet courses are not the academic type. We have courses across certificate three, certificate four, diploma and advanced diploma levels. And a lot of our students finish advanced diploma, then go to further pathways to an institution like a, a university or an arts college.
1: How long would it take for a student to work through each of those diplomas how long are the courses
2: Okay so a certificate 3 is 6 months mm-hmm. it's 3 3 days a week of face to face classes plus similar amount of outside work for 6 months you could do a certificate 4 after that as well if you like if you've done a cert 3 you can we you can get what's called articulation into a certificate 4 get a few units off So you can finish a Cert four in a remaining six months, maybe. So that's a year's worth of that. And then a diploma, depending on what you've done before, but generally speaking, a diploma is a year long. And then generally speaking, an advanced diploma is also a year long. I'm trying to avoid all of the complexities that go with units and credit transfers that happen inside the VET sector. VET being a little bit different to higher ed where often you'll start Start one course, and because some units are common, they don't—they're not allowed to teach those units again. They are done, and you can only do the units that are left. So that's kind of a complex part of that. But that's—I'm just explaining to you how we do things at Ultimo.
1: Great. And what are the courses exactly on offer at at TAFE where you work at the moment? And. What skills do incoming students need to have to access those courses?
2: Okay, let's start at Certificate 3. Certificate 3 has four streams, so four specialisations, and each specialisation has a little bit in common with all the others, but the elective units are what make it different. So the specialisations in Certificate 3 are music business, music performance, sound production, and um, what we call electronic music or DAW based, that's digital audio workstation for the uninitiated. So uh, music in the box, if you want to call it that. And so each of those gives you a specialization in that area. So for instance, music business, you learn about venues and hiring and copyright law and and how to manage a band and how to promote an artist, social media and stuff like that. The performance course is all about playing music and songwriting. So it's obvious what you're gonna do in that. Lots of rehearsal, lots of music theory, understanding, lots of playing in groups, songwriting, presenting your pieces to other students and performances. The, the sound production course is all about operating equipment in a studio. So microphones, mixes, compressors, EQ, recording, recording other artists. And the electronic music course is all about creating music yourself using DAW. So it's all inside, in the box. Now, those four streams that I talked about exist exactly the same at diploma level as well, except it's a, a higher standard and the course goes for longer. And then once again, same thing, advanced diploma have exactly the same course structures again, except at a higher level. Now, an odd thing is that all of those courses are all called a, either a Certificate 3 or Diploma, Advanced Diploma in Music Industry. And that's the full title. So Certificate 3 in Music Industry, Diploma of Music Industry, Advanced Diploma of Music Industry. And across that we have about 12 different offerings that go with that. So someone who is to start a Certificate 3, the certificate three is generally the same sort of learning standard as year twelve. And so we would need someone to start Cert 3 who had some understanding of their instrument, could play or do something to begin. Not, they don't have to be particularly great, certainly not after AMEB standard type students. We're after singer-songwriter types, people who can play, people who are interested enough to, to develop a career. A diploma level student kind of needs to be the the person that's been out for a bit, someone who's finished school, someone who has a year 12 standard of performance, who can play an instrument, someone who knows how to operate a small PA system or a, a small studio, and particularly with music business, someone who has the reading and writing skills who's finished year 12. An advanced diploma, once again, is the same it's a step past diploma a lot of industry professionals people who are out there working in industry and have been doing for some time often approach me and ask can they please do an advanced diploma and a lot of them do it just by submitting work and getting what's called rpl recognition of prior learning and they get their advanced diploma just by submitting folders and folders of stuff that they've done examples of recordings and studio sessions and stuff like that
1: that's so interesting that that's an option that's great
2: Oh, yeah, it's, it's quite a popular one. Is
1: there anything further that you'd like to add or, or any messages you'd like to give the teachers out there in, in how best to support their students?
2: Good question. Not everyone needs to go to the conservatorium to study music. That's what I need to say. When you, If you want to study music and become a musician working in the industry, coming to TAFE is a great option for those who haven't been brought up in doing Hannon exercises on the piano since they were five, for instance. That's a great way for you to to enter the industry with limited knowledge to learn from the ground up and learn also from the, the um the basic skills that you need to actually go get a gig or be hired as a sound tech or get working in the industry to book a show. That people that actually work in the industry are well suited to coming and learning at TAFE because of the grassroots education they'll get from that. When I was at the, I'm mean, gonna keep referring to the because that's all I know. But when I was there, I wasn't taught a lot about how to get work. It was a very intense course about music and and composition and, and teaching it and all of the stuff. And I really enjoyed it, but our courses are all about how to participate in the workforce when you finish. And an interesting point is that TAFE at Ultima, we're starting to move into the degree space. So not just um, VET. So we'll be looking, running next year, our very first degree called a Bachelor of Creative Practice, which is not a music degree. This degree is all about teaching you how to become the specialist creative practitioner. Take someone who can write songs, take someone who can produce music and give you all the professional skills you need to make yourself excellent and employable over a three-year course
1: it's a great initiative michael
2: that begins next year so here's to here's to hoping that we get a, a great intake and get the ball rolling
1: <laughs> that's wonderful well look, thank you so much for talking with us today and is there anything else you'd like to add
2: i think a good thing to do would be if teachers are unsure if this is going out to teachers and they want to know more about pathways into tafe on more than happy to have the conversation with them at any stage i'm more than happy to discuss pathways um support plans for people that want to dump school halfway through year 11 stuff like that which i'm not encouraging at all i'm just going to add i'm first thing i say to every student is i would really prefer it if you finish school but every now and then i get someone who who needs to leave and so we do take them but as i said the preference is to finish school
1: brilliant thanks so much michael that's fantastic information.
2: No worries at all, Alex, my pleasure, my pleasure.
1: Our second guest today is Mr Matthew Heinson. Professor Matthew Heinson is the Deputy Dean of the Sydney Conservatorium of Music and in addition to this is a composer whose works are regularly played all over the world. He has worked at the University of Sydney since 2004 in a variety of roles and still teaches composition and music theory skills to first year and postgraduate students. Matthew is often involved in advising students who want to study at the Sydney Conservatorium. Welcome, Matthew.
3: Hi, Alex. Great to be with you.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about music at the Sydney Conservatorium and the type of learning your institution caters for, like hands-on or academic or industry-focused? What's the con all about?
3: Well, the con's really about students who really love music. That's the, that's the way, easiest way to, to put it, I suppose. We're really catering for students Whose life is music? Who are who? When they in their holidays, might you know learn a new piece or create write a new song or uh, write some music on the computer, or and so we're really focused on that more than anything else. But the great thing about the conservatorium is, of course, that we uh, have a range of different discipline areas available. If you like, so if you're a performer, I mean, you think people think of the Sydney Con one of the straightaway straight things they think of is uh, classical music, right? Excellence in classical music, but the, and also perhaps jazz since the 1970s has been very strong. And yeah, certainly that we continue to be super strong in that. And so we're really interested in students who are really great at that and, and really want to succeed in that area. But also we've got other areas as well. So for example, we have contemporary music, which has started up maybe five years ago now. The students are doing incredible things in there, Alex. I heard recently there, the, the EPs written by the third and fourth years, which is just which is mind-blowingly good, that these people are going to be stars without a doubt. We also have music education, for example, and that's a really strong program. In fact, it's one of the few in Australia which you can do an undergraduate degree in music education. So if you're interested in the process of learning and perhaps being wanting to be a music teacher in the end, we've got that possibility for you as well. So... It's, it is a, it is a, they all are practical degrees. Whether you're a musicologist wanting to write about music or a performer or a composer or a songwriter or whatever you are, it's very much a, a a practical based degree. But like every, it is a university degree. It's a degree from the University of Sydney. And so there's also musicology parts to it too. And there's uh, music theory and oral training. Different degrees have different requirements. So for example, if you're a performer, say you, you play the violin, part of what you have to do is learn to teach others to play the violin, because we know that that's what a lot of people end up doing in in, in the future, or even when they're still studying. So look, uh, it's a diverse program, but uh, we're really focused on students who really uh, love music and who want to learn and be creative. That's That's one of the things that I think is one of the most amazing things about studying music at the conservatorium is you do get the chance to be creative. Whether you're a, a drum set player wanting to be creative in your drumming, or whether you want to write music for films, or if you want to write music on uh, and work with other players, work with other performers, writing m- new music on your computer, there's all sorts of possibilities available there. And I mean, I love teaching there i love studying music when i left school i had to choose between going into computer science and, and going into music and i thought you know i really love music i in fact had a job already as a computer programmer but i thought i'm going to go with what i love because that and that was the right decision and i'd urge any students who are thinking what to do go with what you love because then you can't go wrong <laughs> you really can't
1: i love that You've mentioned a little bit about the the different disciplines that are available at the Conservatorium. What are the courses exactly on offer for first years? So I'm assuming there's Bachelor of Music in each of those disciplines. Is that correct, Matthew? Um, What's on offer there?
3: Okay, so when students go from school or whatever they're coming from into first year university, they will be enrolling in their degree discipline. So There's the Bachelor of Music Performance, which is for students who want to study performance primarily. There's the Bachelor of Composition, which is for students who are interested in art music compositions. That is, uh, for example, if you're interested in having your piece played at a Music Aviva concert in Sydney or something, you'll do that degree. There's the Bachelor of Music, which encompasses a number of degrees. So for example, Contemporary Music, Composition for Creative Industries, which is like if you want to be a film music composer, digital music and media, and musicology. So there's that. This that's a sort of a catch-all degree, and what students will do, they'll enrol in that, and then they'll choose their major, which uh, has which has been determined through their audition. I'll talk about that a bit later, if you like. And then there's also a Bachelor of Music Education, which is like the same sort of thing. It's it has many different Areas of focus, areas of study that students can uh, can be involved in. So, for example, yeah, you could be a contemporary musician and wanted to do a Bachelor of Music Education. That's a possibility as well.
1: Fantastic. What skills do incoming students need to access these courses?
3: Well, firstly, as, I, as I've said before, you need to be self-motivated and you need to love music. That's number one. Secondly, with all entry to music degrees at the conservatorium, you must do either an audition or submit a portfolio of your work and have an interview. Okay, so students will be aware that when you go to university, you have to put in a UAC application saying what course you want to do and at the university that you want to do it at. But at the conservatorium, you must also go through this other step of doing an audition or submit a portfolio and have an interview. Now that can be scary. A lot of students do find this scary. And I think, oh, you know, the conservatorium, I won't be good enough. But I don't know about that. You know, to be honest, I I think that what the audition allows you to do is to show the staff at the conservatorium your potential. The audition and the interviews really are meant to show us as the staff what potential you might have. And students are coming from very different backgrounds. We know that. For example, you might be a violinist who's played the violin since you were four or you might be a music theater performer who's really only got into music theater in the last two years that's okay because yes there is a sort of a technical level of expectation that you're going to have to be at but really we're looking for what potential do you have to do well as a musician and finish the degree in a really wonderful way and really have a fantastic educational experience along the way so the process is yeah you've got to um, do your HSC and the the minimum ATAR cutoff for our degrees is 70, so you have to get 70 or above. But also, don't forget you have to do this audition, or for the composition and musicology based areas, you also have to submit a portfolio and contemporary music as well. Submit a portfolio of your work, and then have an interview where we just discuss discuss what you've done and what you're interested in doing.
1: Fantastic. Do you have to Have done music two to access your courses. No, no. Okay, great, great.
3: Look, most students have done music two or music one. We also understand that it depends what you've had at your school. (laughs) What uh, I mean that, and you can't help that. So there are some students who, in fact, haven't done even studied music at school. You know, for those students who haven't studied it before, there'll be a bit of a learning curve when you get to university because, like any subject, you haven't done it before. But we've got students who have who have come in to all sorts of degrees from all sorts of areas. And again, the main thing we're looking for is your potential as a musician.
1: Fantastic. And uh, Matthew, do you have any advice for our teachers of how they can best support their students in making a decision about a future career in music and post-school pathways? I know you've sort of touched on this briefly with, you know, if you love it, you should go for it. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
3: I think it's with every, every student, one, and in fact, every musician who works at the conservatorium now—they've had to have the conversation with their parents, who say, "Oh, you know, maybe you should, maybe you should be an accountant because it's a more stable job." Well, look—the the, the fact of the matter is, is that music is a multi-billion-dollar industry in Australia. It's huge, and the creative arts is a massive part of the Australian economy, and there are a lot of people do extremely well. There are lots of jobs in music or even music-related areas. And the thing is that what you do at university does not define you as a person once you've finished your degree either. We've got lots of examples of people who've gone on to completely different careers, actually. But what they've been able to do from studying music is get that sense of creativity uh, as well as a sense of discipline, which really works in terms of setting up people for success in whatever they go into afterwards be it whether it's music or something else
1: that's great advice fantastic thanks so much Matthew for for chatting with us today thanks Alex our final guest for today is Mr Julian Goff Julian is a professional saxophonist composer and educator who has been active in the music industry for 39 years he's composed for television international events and written commercially and released compositions for jazz and contemporary music he holds a Bachelor of Music, a grad certificate in higher education practice and a grad diploma of education with music majors. He's been working at AIMS since 2006, initially working as principal of the senior secondary college and now works as the head of pathways and engagements. Welcome Julian.
4: Hi Alex, how are you?
1: Good, thanks. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit about music at AIM and the type of learning your institution caters for? So, for example, is it academic or hands on, industry focused, etc.?
4: Well, firstly, I should give a little bit of an, uh, of an overview of the types of courses that we have. We've, we've got six undergraduate courses in music, and we've got one course that we offer that's actually not in music. So the six in music, uh, there's a Bachelor, let's see if I can get this right in alphabetical order. Um, there's a Bachelor of Music in Audio. There's a Bachelor of Music in Composition, Bachelor of Music in Classical, a Bachelor of Music in Contemporary, a Bachelor of Music in Music Theatre, and I've forgotten one which should have been at the beginning, which is a Bachelor of Music in Arts Management. And the last of the undergraduate awards that we've got is a Bachelor of Entertainment Management. And then once you've done your undergraduate uh, degree, you can go on and do a Master of Music. And there's two nested courses included in there as well, which is a graduate certificate in music and a graduate diploma in music. Or you could do a Master of Arts in Entertainment Management. And there's two nested courses in that as well. So in terms of what you do, it's kind of really a a split, if you like, between skills-based learning knowledge-based learning, and of course, the application of knowledge-based learning. So when we're talking about skills uh, units, we're talking about your typical performance units. So everybody gets an individual lesson. Everybody does concert practice. Everybody does a masterclass. Everybody does performance studies in their different specific fields. And sometimes we bring everybody together. So in a masterclass, we might bring in a, there might be a great pianist who might come in and cover across multiple areas and the same with singers, et cetera. And then with the knowledge based units we've got all your typical theory units they're the units that i love to teach and students hate to take Uh, and then you've got the critical studies units which are kind of a, a combination of theory which is also applied theory. So students are actually up doing the stuff and history as well. And then there's some sort of sociology units as well. And then there are the uh, application units and that's where you'll actually bring people together for collaborative learning opportunities. So that might be a composition student who's working with a music theatre cast to create a new musical. In fact, that's something we're just doing with an old coward play for next year. Or it might be an audio student who's working with a composition student who's working with a performance student doing a little collaborative project so that's kind of the application if you like and then the, kind of the last piece of the puzzle if you like is the electives we've got a really wide range uh, group of electives there i think there's something like 50 different electives that we rotate and offer and that means that a student who is in one area let's say that you're a an audio student but you're also interested in production and composing, well, you can do electives in those areas and you can really build up some key competencies. Same if you're a performance student, you might want to learn about arts management and you might want to understand about finance or music and the law or, uh, you know, social media marketing or whatever it might be. You can do those units as well. And what else can I tell you? It's a three-year degree and you can undertake it also as a six-year part-time degree as well and the master's students uh, it's two two years to complete a master's from beginning to end and and then it's divided up into those different pies it's basically two different trimesters of study to do a grad cert two to do the grad dip and then two to complete the masters at the end there we go that's the overview
1: (laughs) fantastic so uh what skills do incoming students need to have to access these these courses at aim
4: Okay, so the the first thing that I should probably say are are the audition skills that you need to to come in with. So you need to be competent at your instrument, but you don't need to be, uh, certainly in contemporary and in composition, you don't need to be masterful at your instrument. But what we do like to see is the ability to be able to play contrasting styles. So students should be able to come in and play, you know, if they're playing guitar, they could do something which may be a dream theatre piece or something, you know, they might do a metal piece, but then they should do something which is really contrasting with that. I don't want to hear two metal pieces, which are subtly different. Like, try and do something different. And that's the same with composition. You're, you're asked to provide either two compositions that you've done, and one can be a score. It can even be a handwritten score. Or it could be a recording. And you might do a performance. So, if you're a singer-songwriter, you might do something that you've actually created yourself and perform it yourself. If you're a music theater student, we ask for two contrasting works, both from the music theater genre. So, perhaps one which is contemporary and perhaps one from, you know, Oklahoma or something like that. And you may be also asked to do some dancing and some acting because it's all about the triple threat. So there'll be a bit more of an extensive audition there. With the management students, there is an ATAR. So for all these other degrees, there's no ATAR requirement. It's it's an HSC plus um, no less than a band three in English standard. And then the audition takes the place of that. But for the, the management course, the Bachelor of Entertainment Management, there's currently an ATAR of 65. And then at the end of that, you have to also do a theory test. That's for all the music students. The theory test will not deny you entry. What the theory test will do for us will uh, place you in the right class and get you ready for tertiary study. So you might be required to do a course called Theory Pathways, which kind of is for those Music One students who've done lots of performance, but they really haven't got their theoretical chops up. So that really is like an intense little course that we have at the beginning. And that way, when a student comes in they're they're actually well-placed to commence our music materials theory course. So uh, that's what you need. There's another side to that though, which which, because I was thinking about this before and I was thinking, okay, well, you've got the kind of the skills that everybody needs, which are your base, performance skills or your ATAR skills, but there's all the skills that that, uh, are really absolutely vital for students to have and uh, in order for them to be kind of ready when they come into tertiary studies. So I'm talking really about those readiness skills, including having well-developed cognitive strategy skills. So, you know, students who are able to problem-solve We like students when they arrive who think independently, who, you know, question the system, question the man. I mean, that's what musicians are supposed to do. And having ownership of their learning, so including, you know, having good time management skills. Students who've got time management skills invariably do very well to begin with, and and it's a real problem with musicians because, how can I put this, we're creative. Musicians are creative, and we that can sometimes mean we kind of float And time management has not always been a great strength of budding musicians. So having those well-developed time management skills that they've learnt right throughout their high school and are developing now as they come towards the end is really important. And then there's the skills that come off that as well, like having good note taking ability and having strategic reading and strategic studying habits and perhaps most importantly, being able to collaborate because our course now and and our courses into the future are really going to be focused on collaborative practice and collaborative learning and students who succeed in their first year are also good questioners and they know where and where to get information from and they as i said they they like to be able to ask questions and demand questions really of their lecturers and be good at self-advocacy
1: and even in the industry right their personal skills that
4: yeah it's it's Employers want that. Employers are absolutely um, set now on creativity, critical thinking, collaborative skills, you know, being able to manage themselves and, and think independently. They're, they're the most important things. And that crosses right into the music industry. Like the music industry has profoundly changed over the last 15 years. And now it's really based upon those skills as much as it is based upon. Your performance and your composition will be. Uh,
1: do you have any advice for our teachers of how they can best support their students in making a decision about a future career in music and post-school pathways?
4: Well, I, I would say all of those things that I said before are, are just as important as learning to play your instrument well. So, providing courses that actually and, and programs that that require students to think independently and require lots of collaborative practice. Lots, lots of reflective practice as well. Like, how did things go? Like, how to, and and what do you do when planning the next part of your performance, and and then carrying out that and evaluating it. Those things are really important. But as well as that, it's it's actually about thinking about the industry now as being a very changed landscape to what it has been. In the past, I mean, we've just produced a document which is on careers in the music industry, and in that we've named 75 different career paths that students can take. And in that we've also included the skill sets that they will need in order to be able to succeed. And then we've also aligned that with our courses. So I think that would be something which would be useful for teachers to have for any of their music students or students interested in the creative arts, is to have a bit of a read of that document and see where their students might fit in to a possible future career pathway. And, and I can let you know where how to get that, which is it's right on our main page of, of the website, and you can just download it straight away. So, so you know, that's what I would say, develop those those key skills and also Think about what, what the career options might be for their students. It's, it, it has changed.
1: Excellent. Fantastic, Julian. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. You provided so much fantastic information about your courses and what AIM offers.
4: Great, Alex. It's, it's a real pleasure.
1: Please note that the courses discussed in this podcast are suggestions only and implies no endorsement by the New South Wales Department of Education of any program, course or institution. This podcast was brought to you by the Creative Arts Curriculum
0: Team of Curriculum Secondary Learners Educational Standards Directorate of the New South Wales Department of Education. Get involved in the conversation by joining our statewide staff room through the link in the show notes or email our Creative Arts Curriculum Advisor, Catherine Horbat, at CreativeArts 7-12 at det.nsw.edu.au The music for this podcast was composed by Alexander Maguerta of Coonabarabran High School and the promotional tile designed by Caitlin Scott from Wynmer Lee High School.